0: This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. We're talking today with Rebecca Harold, the owner of Rebecca Harold & Associates, who's known as the Privacy Professor. Rebecca specializes in information privacy, security, and compliance. She has over two decades of experience, not only as a practitioner who built an award-winning information security and privacy program in the 1990s, but also advising organizations in a variety of industries, including healthcare. Thanks so much for talking with us today, Rebecca.
1: Well, thank you very much, Howard. I'm glad to be with you today.
0: Based on your diverse experience, then, what's the most important information security lesson that healthcare organizations could learn from those in other industries?
1: Probably that it is much less expensive to implement safeguards than it is to pay for the expenses of incidents and privacy breaches after the fact. Uh, In addition to not only the expenses of the breaches and incidents themselves, but also the accompanying regulatory fines and a probable 20 years of required ongoing external audits, and plus the likely civil action suits. Properly protecting information from the very start is not only a legal requirement, it's a wise business decision from an economic point of view, and also Um, Another important lesson is that it's vital that the information security and privacy activities, policies, and procedures are documented. Over the course of doing all those security and privacy program reviews, I found that there were probably around a full 35 to 40 percent of the organizations that indicated to me that they had policies and procedures in place who responded when I asked to see the documentation. Uh, didn't have anything actually documented and I commonly heard from them well it's an unwritten policy or we've always done it that way so we consider it a policy or something similar to that. Uh, You cannot demonstrate you have policies unless they're documented. You risk non-compliance with many laws by not having formally documented policies and procedures. Um, If you have a regulatory auditor Knock on your door to do a HIPAA or high tech audit, I can guarantee that they will be asking to see your documented policies and procedures. Considering the Department of Health and Human Services is ramping up their numbers of privacy auditors, HIPAA and high tech audits become more likely all the time. Oh, and one more thing uh, I would say is another very important lesson. There's there's many to cover, but one more I want to get in here is to definitely make sure that uh, your business associates are in compliance with HIPAA and high-tech requirements. Responsibility follows information. So if you give your organization's PHI or protected health information to a business associate, you still have responsibility for ensuring the business associate is following all requirements and has strong security in place for it. And not only does that responsibility follow it, um, it's also a requirement now under uh, HITECH, which expanded basically the requirements that business associates have to follow.
0: Okay, because the HITECH Act says healthcare organizations don't have to report breaches if the data is encrypted. There's a lot of attention now on encryption. Several recently reported breaches that involved data that was not encrypted. For example, uh, one case involved a stolen laptop, another involved hard drives that somebody removed from servers in a call center, and those weren't encrypted. How widely should healthcare organizations apply encryption? Should it apply to data at rest in databases, as well as information on laptops or in emails?
1: Well, I do want to make a, a slight clarification. Breaches do not need to be reported uh, unless the encryption that's used is using the minimum encryption standards as approved by NIST. And NIST has a site that lists these standards. And also another webpage listing some of the encryption solutions that they know meet those standards. There's a lot of encryption solutions out there that do not... Um, meet the NIST standards and not only that but I've worked with a lot of organizations who had their in-house IT area basically write a program to just scramble the data and they call that encryption and it's important for organizations to know and understand that these types of solutions or so-called encryption solutions would not pass as being a safe harbor under tech. Now, If you are considering implementing encryption or encrypting your protected health information, basically anywhere protected health information is stored, transmitted, or accessed is a potential breach location. And there are huge numbers and and growing numbers of incidents involving lost and stolen laptops and other types of portable computers, uh, as well as electronic storage devices. These are considered as high-risk devices, and most risk analysis would show that encryption is the most appropriate type of protection to apply to protected health information within these types of mobile devices. There's also been a very large number of privacy breaches involving email. So wise healthcare organizations will encrypt According to at least the minimum NIST encryption standards, all protected health information that's on mobile computers and mobile storage devices, as well as protected health information that's transmitted through or using uh, email messages. Now, the decision to encrypt databases will depend upon how secure that database is and where it's located the results of a risk analysis should point to whether or not encryption is necessary for databases. So, you know, there's not really um, as easy of an answer for the databases because it depends upon how the database is implemented.
0: Besides encryption, what other steps should healthcare organizations take to help prepare for complying with the high-tech data breach notification rule?
1: Well, establishing and documenting responsibility for the breach notice activities and the associated policies and procedures is definitely an important first step that organizations should take with um, the backing and support and sponsorship of their executives. So make someone responsible for it. And then, along with this, if they haven't already, make sure that they establish a comprehensive set of not only information security and privacy policies, but also the supporting procedures and the associated forms to use for documentation for those uh, different activities. But specific to the new high-tech requirements, data breach response and notification involves more than just writing down something like call stand and IT in case a breach occurs. And I've actually seen when I've done my program reviews, uh, so-called breach response plans that were really no more than just saying, call someone. And that's not going to pass the test with regard to what's an acceptable breach response plan. Planning and documentation must be clear, and it should adequately cover all the requirements to make breach response as efficient and effective and timely as possible. Just as important as any other HIPAA and high tech requirement, training and awareness is very important too. Um, training and awareness is so critical, but often it's not done within healthcare organizations, or if it's done, it's not done well.
0: In one recent survey of hospitals, about 55% said that they conduct a risk analysis on an annual basis, or some of them every six months. Should all hospitals be conducting such an analysis at least annually? And do you have any tips on how to conduct such an analysis?
1: Well, yes. Um, all healthcare covered entities, and now business associates, <clears throat> but all healthcare entities, including hospitals, must perform risk analysis to identify the threats, vulnerabilities, and resulting risks to protected health information. And then they must apply safeguards to appropriately mitigate or reduce those risks to an acceptable level. Now, directions for HIPAA security rule compliance under tech are provided within the National Institute of Standards and Technology, or NIST, document called the Introductory Resource Guide for Implementing the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act Security Rule, and that is SP 800-66. Now, directions for HIPAA security rule compliance under HITECH are uh, provided within that document, and it points to a risk assessment methodology based on NIST SP 800-30 for a methodology of evaluating risks. Under HIPAA, a covered entity, and now under HITECH, business associates must periodically review and update the security measures and documentation that are in place in response to environmental and operational changes that affect the security of protected health information. Um, The covered entities and business associates must establish me, the frequency of those risk evaluations, and they need to take into account the uh, sensitivity of the PHI or protected health information that's controlled by the organization, and that includes its size and complexity and the environmental and operational changes. Um, in addition to periodic reevaluations and risk analysis, uh, they need to do risk assessments whenever. Ever major environmental and operational changes are made to the organization that would affect the security of the protected health information. Now, covered entities and business associates can follow the guidance from that NIST document, SP 800 um, 30. I know many healthcare organizations, especially those that are medium or small size, do not have staff dedicated to information security and privacy, or uh, their staff does not have the background or experience to follow that NIST guide. So in such a situation, it makes sense to get help from an outside consultant or to use an automated uh, risk assessment tool. Covered entities and business associates can follow the guidance from that NIST document, SP 800-30. Now, I know many healthcare organizations Uh, especially those that are medium or small size, do not have staff dedicated to information security and privacy, or maybe their staff does not have the background or experience to follow that NIST guide. In such a situation, it really makes sense to get help from an outside consultant or to use an automated risk assessment tool. I know uh, one I saw from ACR 2 Solutions was especially designed to do risk assessments according to NIST 800-30 methodology. Now, let's talk about frequency. It would be good to do risk analysis at least once a year or as often as the organization's changes would indicate that such risk analysis has to be done. So if some organizations do it every six months, why, that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. The regulatory text of HIPAA and HITECH, however, do not include or indicate any specific frequencies. They just indicate that they must be done based upon changes within the organization.
0: The Attorney General of Connecticut recently filed a civil suit against an insurer for security violations. So now that state's attorneys general have this power under the High Tech Act, and the Federal Office of Civil Rights within HHS has enforcement power, and penalties are tougher, do you think more organizations will ramp up their security efforts? Well,
1: I definitely believe this new power will be exercised sooner rather than later by more than one state attorney general, and as you just indicated, uh, the Connecticut attorney general has already used that power. Now, the recent high tech lawsuit filed by the Connecticut Attorney General really makes it apparent to all entities within the healthcare industry that they need to ensure that they are HIPAA and high tech compliant. Not only the large organizations, but the small and medium sized healthcare providers, um, ranging from, you know, very small clinics and neighborhood pharmacies, in addition to, all the other business associates that they do business with and that they share their protected health information with. In the 200 or so business associate reviews I've done, a large portion of the organizations were very small organizations doing work for a very large covered entity. In fact, um, one business associate only had five employees, but they were handling and managing the records of literally millions of individuals. So a breach of this small five-person organization would be just as damaging to all of those individuals as it would be if the covered entity itself were breached. Um, The Office of Civil Rights has been hiring new privacy auditors in the past months, providing really clear indication that they plan to do more Compliance enforcement activities. So, covered entities and business associates of all sizes really need to be sure that they're in compliance with HIPAA and high tech and that they have effective safeguards in place.
0: Finally, do you have any other advice for hospitals and other healthcare organizations on data security priorities for the year ahead?
1: Well, first, um, hospitals and covered entities and business associates of all kinds need to formally document and assign responsibility for information security and privacy and then communicate that responsibility throughout their entire organization so that everyone knows and uh, knows that the executive management is in support of and um, is encouraging everyone to make sure that they're doing the right thing. Next, you need to make sure that... Um, You document the policies and the supporting procedures and then have in place all the forms uh, to document all of the activities that you need to do in order to truly demonstrate due diligence and show that you really are trying to follow not only all of the requirements of HIPAA and high tech, but also that you're doing everything you can to protect uh, the patient information. Now, I was really happy have an opportunity to create and provide all of this type of content for a system called Compliance Helper that makes managing all of these policies and procedures and the supporting forms and also documenting all the tasks that show what you're doing and what needs to be done on an ongoing basis and make that documentation and management of such a program more efficient. And really, when you're managing compliance, it's good to have an automated way to keep track of everything that you need to do because there's so much involved with HIPAA and high-tech compliance that it's really easy to let something important through the cracks. So I really believe that uh, Compliance Helper is one of the most useful tools I've seen in a long time, especially for small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, for making sure that you have those policies and procedures that are key to HIPAA and high-tech compliance. And plus, it also makes it easy to monitor where the organization's at with compliance at any point in time. And um, if anyone wants to get more information about that, you can see more at www.compliancehelper.com. And then, um, I guess another piece of advice is, for goodness sakes, uh, your covered entities and your business associates need regular training and ongoing awareness. I mean, how can you expect the folks in an organization to know how to protect information if they have not been told how to protect it? And not only is it important for that reason, but it's also a requirement under HIPAA and tech to provide training and ongoing awareness. And if it, anyone's interested in finding out more about how to do that effectively, why well, I have a lot of information about that out on my site, www.privacyguidance.com.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much. We've been talking today with consultant Rebecca Harold. This is Howard Anderson of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.